Salam and welcome to another TMV podcast brought to you by the Muslim Vibe. As always, I'm your host Salim Qasim, and uh, this week we're actually doing something a little bit different. So I'm joined uh, today by Jessica and Nida. Um, so Jessica, you may remember from a, a like, can you not bring up the podcast? Just like okay, fine, we'll, we'll skip over that. that. Yeah. So, so Jessica's our senior editor <laughs> on on the website um, side of things, and Nida is our social media manager. Salam, Nida. Salam, guys. How's it? How's it feel to be on the podcast for the first time? I feel um, very privileged. Privileged to have this platform. So um, I think that the reason we're doing this is uh, an impromptu podcast slash conversation. We were we were talking about this stuff in the office, and we realized yeah. that actually there was a lot of kind of interesting takeaways. So we just thought we'd um, have the conversation on air, I guess. And we were talking specifically about um, sexual harassment in light of um, the the tragic case in Croydon. Yeah. Um, and the UN report and right? the UN report yeah. so this all started when the, the when, when the UN well the conversation in the office started when the UN report came out yeah um, saying that 97% of women have been um, have been sexual or have faced sexual harassment in the UK in the UK and I turned to you guys and I was like oh did you see this that's that's like a staggering well, you, no you were really shocked so I was shocked yeah um, but you guys weren't yeah that we both thought it should be 100% like but it was shocking to me how shocked you were because to us it's a reality and to you it was just you were blown away by like our stories and just how normal it was you guys i was like have you experienced anything and And we both wear hijab you know you you think like hijab would protect us right and like but it doesn't you had like that one experience when leaving the office yeah so i left the office at like 7 p.m and i was walking down the road i was approaching the station probably like five minutes away and some guy had actually slowed his car down as he was walking past me, as he was driving past me, sorry. And he literally like stuck his head out of the window and said something to me, but I couldn't hear him. Yeah. Um, so he like slowed down. Um, I think he waited until I like reached the point where his car was parked. Yeah. And then I must have not heard him. So I just like looked down, carried on walking. And he basically circled his car around the whole block and came back again. He said something again. And then this time he just like revved his engine and like sped off. But even stuff like that can get you so paranoid. Like, I was. But that's like a and 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 Jessica. I was really surprised when you told me this story because I I like to think that it's this right area here. is like a, a, yeah, a decent like, enough area. There's weirdos everywhere. You, there's literally no decent place. I'm afraid. Like you can go to anywhere, and there'll be like one weirdo that will try approach you or like message you or like. And you it's know, not even a weirdo too. That's yeah, the thing. It would be, be like a random person. You, yeah. you can't even suspect it. Like I'll be walking past a shop and there'll be a guy like outside his market and he'll literally say like mashallah like do you get what i mean like mm. they don't know their boundaries it's a very regular thing i find I, I find that so bizarre that it's because this is the other thing like, like i told you you know uh often a, a kind of response to that from a muslim perspective mm. is like oh see this is why uh women need to wear hijab and and dress modestly yeah. and that's like always the argument yeah, right like oh yeah. modest dress is going to deter um uh sexual harassment yeah. but that hasn't been the experience no of course not i mean even look at like muslim countries i think egypt did the same i don't want to just stay, say st- statistics but i think egypt as well it's like 97 percent of women have been abused or sexually harassed and it's just it doesn't matter if you're in niqab if you're wearing hijab if you're wearing huge sweatshirts it's it's mm. the same issue but then what's the what's the solution what i mean what, what's the problem why do you think this happens well, it's obviously men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> it's men. It's not the way we dress. And even if we were dressing um, differently and showing off whatever, mm. I still think it's the men's responsibility to not harass us. You can but, think whatever you want, but to actually go out and demean a woman is another thing. But then, and that's the difference. Because even like, Nidha, you, you were talking about... Um, uh, like your, your experience at your previous job mm. and you were saying that like uh, you, you worked in retail yeah, and that people, your colleagues, for example, if an attractive woman would come in to, to buy shoes or whatever, mm. um, they would hit on them and make comments. Yeah. What? So, so how, I guess like, what do you think again needs to, needs to change and what, what was, what's the response been like? So when that happens, cause you said that it wasn't mm. like a one-off thing. It's a, it's a recurring event. Yeah. Um, how do the women react? Because you obviously see what, what's happening there. Well, like, it depends. So uh, it depends on who the guy is. And also the fact that if they find, like, you know, the guy attractive also. Mm. So half the time, there'll be, like, someone on the shop floor. A pretty girl will walk in. You know, they'll, like, try sell their product or whatever to her. And then use it as an opportunity to, like... Um, try and get her number. Yeah, basically try hit on her. Like, you know, can I get your details, yeah. social media, anything like that. Sometimes a girl will, like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, here you go, haha. Some people... And I know this commonly, like amongst my friends, they kind of either give fake numbers mm. or like an inactive like social media account. I'm not gonna. I've done that too. <laughs> I've yeah. given like a, a number that I don't use or something, um, just to, like kind of get out of that situation. Because I don't think it's fair that if I've gone to like a shop and I, my sole purpose is to buy something, I haven't gone in there hoping like someone to hit on me. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And I find that inappropriate. That I should be able to like shop in peace without that kind of you know someone's gonna come ask for my number or something but but then i think again like i'm, I'm trying to get into the, the mindsets of of guys like this mm. when is the appropriate opportunity to approach a woman for example i don't think at work you need to like understand your okay, boundaries. So if not at work then where is the time and place for that well that's what like social media is for and then obviously out of work but but then I think, and again, playing devil's advocate here, I think then guys will say, oh, I tried messaging a girl and then she screenshotted it and shared it on social media and said, oh, what a creep. I think it's not about where you do it, it's about how you do it. Mm. So it, in my opinion, it doesn't actually matter if you do it at work, but it's, again, it's that intent. If you're there to demean or to sexualize or to make her feel uncomfortable, to kind of like coerce her to yeah. say yes, then that's harassment. If you just like genuinely are interested or even if you just find her pretty and you just want to, I don't know, give her a compliment mm -hmm. just to say it, then that's fine. But it's the intent and it's the kind of malicious girl. Yeah, so, yeah, like yeah. in those circumstances, like, you know how you just said a girl like screenshot and post on social media. I disagree with that. Half the time, like I see these arguments on Twitter and I see like a lot of people and girls, including they just see that this girl's like doing it for attention. Attention seeking, yeah. I don't think it's fair to like expose someone. Yeah. Okay, maybe you can like hide their username or whatever and their profile picture. That's one thing. But some people like expose that person. And that's where like, that's where you kind of like draw that line because how is someone meant to approach you? Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like you don't want it to happen in person. So someone will obviously like try on social media. And then obviously that's where that whole confidence issue comes with men and they feel insecure to like even try shoot their shot because they're scared like a girl will expose them. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So then maybe they try it in person and that's also wrong. So then kind of what do they do? That, I mean, that's the thing. I, I think like we were, even when we were having this, this conversation beforehand, I, I feel like there's so many different sides to it. And then one thing that kind of blew my mind as well is that both of you were talking about your preparedness for a potential um, like attack yeah. or something. Yeah. And, and I think Jessica, you were saying that like from the age of 12, 13, 
yeah. you, you've had um, uh, that mentality where you should always be on your toes when you're but, outside. But yeah, no, but you you you're also kind of playing out worst case scenarios constantly. Yeah, and, yeah. And you guys, you guys were joking and saying that you, uh, as a semi joke, you were saying that when you guys are walking back to the station yeah. together. You have this like uh, paranoia of or fear that someone's <laughs> yeah. going to put a bag over your head. And, and no, like you. we literally like kind of hold our breath. Like we'll be talking and a car will go like drive past and we'll There's kind of like tension. stop our conversation. <laughs> and we can hear is just like heavy breathing because like we, we literally like think in our heads like what yeah. could happen if this car like, you know, stops and like drags one of us or something. Like I even like I've said this to Jessica, like when I'm walking, I think I mentioned it to you when I'm walking down the road yeah. i look into like certain houses not into the house itself mm. but like the front garden or whatever and i try to like see like the best hiding spot if i'm being followed and if i run from someone what's the best place to hide without being found that's crazy yeah or like i always hold my purse in my left hand so yeah. my right hand is stronger so i'll be able to like punch or i keep like, like <laughs> one earphone out yeah and i've also read like a lot of people either hold like their keys in between yeah um, yeah their fingers Oh, so, you so can if they use need to hit someone, it's kind of like, you know. But, but this is the thing. I, I think there's one thing being prepared um, mm. as, as a man or a woman for someone trying to attack you, to, to mug you or whatever, um, or even like just a general Islamophobic attack. And yeah. obviously we know that women, when it comes to Islamophobia, women are more likely to be victims of um, Islamophobic attacks. There's one thing to kind of be prepared. But I think what was, again, just staggering to me is that as a man, I've never had any of these kind of thoughts. And only mm. since um, what's happened in Croydon and, and all of this kind of uh, spotlight that's been faced on um, issues around sexual harassment and everything else, that I'm now, as a man, becoming very conscious of walking down the street and, yeah. and how I'm being perceived. Yeah. And like, like I was saying to you, now, I, I, I want uh, for a woman to not be threatened by me, very aware of the fact that I am six foot two brown and like a relatively big guy um i can i can understand how it'd be intimidating um and and i, I mean look it's like oh series popped up thank <laughs> you thank you for that but i, I guess that I, i'd ask you guys you know if 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 you if you saw a man walking down the street mm-hmm. um what what would it take for you not to feel intimidated almost i mean it's really hard to like not feel intimidated. What can I do? Cross the road. Yeah, cross the road. I mean, I know it's asking a lot of you guys to cross the road, <laughs> but cross the road. Um, I don't know. There's... No, but like a lot of people aren't um, conscious about themselves either. Yeah. So, like, I don't feel safe. Like, I'm not like trying to stereotype anyone that's got their hoods up, but you know, like when it's at night and people are like all dark and like mysterious. Yeah. There is no other option to think, but, you know, they're going to try to kill you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, like, hands in pockets are yeah, really like scary. Yeah, like, the way you carry yourself. <laughs> like, even just, like, not, you know, with your shoulders up and everything. Like, that's so intimidating to me. Or, like, if someone's, like, walking really fast and, like, you know, huffing, puffing. That creeps me out. Like, I start huffing and puffing. You see, I, I would always think that if I'm walking slow, that's more creepy. Because it's like, oh, I'm loitering yeah. and... and so I, I always walk with purpose because mm. I'm like, oh, look, I've got something to do. I'm not interested in, in yeah. attacking you or whatever. Yeah. I, I just want you to get to my destination. I've had someone like cross the road for me before. Yeah. Like I like turned, like looked over my shoulder and seen him behind me. Yeah. And I think he's like been pretty self-aware as well and realized that, you know, I'm probably scared right now. Yeah. So he's like crossed the road and he's like tried to walk ahead of me. Um, what, what if what if a guy was to actually say something to you like, hey, I'm, I'm not a threat? like is that that, a- that would actually make me feel better yeah like 
Yeah. It depends though, because obviously that guy could like try to like distract you. And, and, and then, yeah, you know, like you never know. Like that's what it is. It's also like the fear of the unknown. Like this guy could be completely fine. Yeah. Or he could be someone that's like plotting to kill me right now. So there's no in between. But th- but this is the problem. Like with with incidents that have just happened, mm. I feel like there's this um, huge spotlight on these issues. Which is really important. And like, as I said, I've learned so much in the last week or two from you guys, mm. just in conversation in the office. Um, and, and I've become so much more aware of, of how much of a, of a real problem this is and how women feel um, constantly, which is very alarming, I think. But again, I think, you know, Jessica, when I asked you what the problem was, you basically said men, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but where, where and how do we then address that, do you think, societally? Well, I have a question back to you. Oh, hang on. So why do you think you were never aware of these issues until a week ago? Um, I think, like, for, for myself, um, I, whenever I interact with people, yeah. um, men or women, I, I like to think that I take gender out of it. Um, and so, I, you know, when I talk to you guys in the office, I talk to you as I would any of the men in the office. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's very kind of neutral. I'm, I'm not thinking anything insidious kind of in that way um i feel like unfortunately a lot of men are are unable and incapable of having genuine conversations with women mm. and and see them you know they can't see them as human beings they just see them as as, as a as a woman and that's they've already kind of sexualized them and yeah. it's obviously we have to acknowledge that there are differences between men and women and yeah. there are boundaries yeah. even islamically but i think just in terms of the way that I think it comes down to like a much broader societal thing and also religiously there's cultural issues as well yeah. not religiously sorry but culturally yeah. Yeah. Um, in Muslim societies but I feel like society um, mainstream society there is this over sexualization when it comes to women and like I, I retweeted something that I saw on Twitter um, today in fact where it was um, GQ magazine covers mm. and when they had female um, females on the cover that were being interviewed they were often in scantily dressed or, or you know bikinis and when it was men they're all kind of in power suits and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff and it's the same kind of interviews mm-hmm. right but but there is always this thing about like women's bodies and objectifying them and so there is that and then also from a um and this is like more closer to home from like a muslim community perspective i personally feel like there's this issue of segregation that we face where mm-hmm. where we're so segregated from a young age that you only ever see that the girls in the community as potential spouses as like yeah, you know yeah. as, as in that way yeah and there isn't like collaboration and working together and i, I think that happens more so university is quite good for that so you have mm. islamic societies where people are organizing yeah. events together and whatever else um but i i don't know i i don't know what it is i what, what do you think I mean, I think you basically just said that it's the sexualization of women. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's kind of the media pushing it on us or if it's us feeding, you know, the media to promote or produce more of this content that we inherently want or something. I don't know. Like, but I think that's the issue is that men feel like it's okay to just see women as objects. Neither. Um, there was this whole argument on Twitter that I read and it was like, it shouldn't be about protecting your women. It should be teaching your sons. Mm. So it's the whole concept of like, even if, you know, women have been sexualized and it's been on like um, movies we've seen and like programs and stuff, it's so important to like teach your sons the importance of, you know, respecting women and not everyone is just someone as like, you know, your eye candy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
it's okay to like have a female friend and you shouldn't have any other like other feelings towards her or like that attraction towards her but how how, how do you think we change those attitudes i feel like it also like comes from home though like either okay i understand dad's not maybe present in the household or whatever but it's also up to the mum to like kind of like teach her son those boundaries and even like within uh our mosques and stuff but 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 the the problem sorry to cut you off no, but the, the problem for me is that when it comes to i i, I always look at you know mass media because mm. interestingly i was talking to someone the other day um and he was he was giving me some advice on on parenting and raising your kids and he said when your kids start going to school how many hours and i'll ask you guys a question how many hours do you as a parent have with your kids do you think a day no idea like no think about it they, they go to school in the morning mm. they come home dinner and bed you have what like two hours mm. max yeah so in the whole week you as a parent spend two <laughs> hours parenting your kids and yeah. then weekends they'll have activities and you yeah. have more time but where are they then learning about these things from yeah it's got to be society it's got to be friends it's got to be school and all of that stuff so i always look at things like netflix for example um and and remember there, there was that show um 13 reasons why yeah um, and, and that show got a lot of backlash because it was glorifying suicide. Um, and, yeah. the, and there was a scene in that that was, you know, um, uh, quite troubling. And I think for young people, especially because the whole show was about bullying or whatever else, for mm. young people, it kind of shows them that, oh, this is a way out. But they they, they, um, they almost glorified it in the way they, that they presented yeah. it. And so I, I always feel like there's such a huge role to play on kind of mainstream society. And we were also talking about music. And, and I feel like there's now a, a move within, for example, um, rap music, where there are female artists who are kind of quote unquote feminists and mm. reclaiming their sexuality. And, and they're kind of moving in the same way that, that guys have been for, for, for decades talking about women. Now they're doing the same thing and saying that they want they want to uh, be sexually gratified and all of these kinds of things. Yeah. And, and I think that's where it gets very murky and messy because then guys are listening to this and be like, oh yeah, women think the same as us. They're, they're, they're up for it so I can shoot my shot wherever. And then you have women that will talk about um, uh, like, oh, I'm not gonna, uh, if, if a guy asks me at once, I'm gonna say no. Like I, I want mm. a guy to be persistent and to really want this and whatever else. And, and I, I, I personally think it's, it's uh, th there's a lot that needs to change societally. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, for me at least, it comes down to this, uh, this kind of promiscuous society. I know it sounds a bit like um, a bit too Muslim there, but you know what I mean. Like you know, in a society where it's like anything goes. But yeah, coming back to the root of the problem, there is still an issue because you have married men who are the the, the people that are potentially catcalling you guys when you're mm. leaving the office. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's a strange one. But again, like all, all of that is is what it is in the society, right? But it, I think it genuinely comes down to like the respect and the kind of maliciousness of sexual harassment or lack of, you know what I mean? So, you know, you're, you're talking about like people like Nicki Minaj and their songs or whatever, like that's fine, mm -hmm. I think, right? It's about how men will react to that. Yeah. So if you react with the same kind of excitement is that that's fine or whatever yeah. but if you go into it with that same kind of idea of like demeaning a woman just because she is sexual then that that's harassment yeah but i i, I don't I, that is obviously a problem but yeah. i don't feel that's the root of the problem yeah because I, I i still feel like even on in this basic basic interactions 
you know like when when you as a woman will, will feel uncomfortable by an interaction with a guy mm-hmm. like I, I think Nila you were saying like for example when you go to like a a, a corner shop or wherever yeah. and and the guy tries to be like over friendly with you yeah or says something kind of not inappropriate but just a bit creepy yeah like that I don't know how how we can what that is because it's like a fine line like you know the, no laws are being broken there yeah but it's boundaries as well like I think a man should should be able to read when a woman feels uncomfortable and when to stop and and it's the same with like pursuing a girl yeah. if a guy's messaged the girl and then she says no and like he's con- like he's like continuous like continuously like try to like message her after that that's where harassment is mm. i don't think there's anything wrong with shooting your shot like you've obviously got to try it obviously someone's got to find their person so that's fine yeah but there's that fine line between you know like now you're just like pushing it too far and like she said no so that's it and i think you also said something really interesting about how to deal with those situations mm. so you were saying that you know you, you're you in a situation where someone's made an advance for example yeah you don't want to, or you wouldn't, for example, just outright say no. Yeah. Um, because you'd be worried of how they would react. Yeah. So sometimes you kind of like. It's not worried. It's yeah, scared. It's yeah. it's kind of that fear, and like some of your coping me- coping mechanisms are to kind of either joke around or to like laugh off the situation. Yeah. And so if you know if someone's made an advance at me, I kind of like <laughs> you know like that awkward laugh. Yeah. And like you kind of like cringe, but at the same time you're trying to be polite. Because at the same time, if I'm like to a guy, get away from me. Who the hell do you think you are? Like, half the time, I'm probably sure I'll be punched in the face. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he could do anything. And like, that's what I was saying before. It's the fear of the unknown. So like, you can either be really nice to him. And then he can also take it the wrong way and think, oh, you know, she's being nice to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then if I'm being aggressive, that might trigger something in him to, um, you know, want to hurt me or attack me. Like, you literally never know with these situations. Like, I don't know whether to be polite or whether to, like, you know, be assertive and be like, go away, I feel uncomfortable. Because mm. men don't know their boundaries. Anything to add? Just <laughs> I think we should end it with that. <laughs> it's all men's fault. <laughs> uh, no, but I, 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 I do think that there's, um, <laughs> like, this is the start of a lot of conversation. Yeah. Um, and and a lot, like, as I said, I've become, like, supremely more aware now um just in light of everything that's happened in the last few weeks uh, than i was before of of how others perceive me of the potential mm. perceived threat and everything else and like i'm i'm trying to think how can i make women feel safe um just walking down the street and like you know like like you just mentioned and a lot of this stuff you say in, like we say in passing we just discuss but it's quite significant yeah. so like if your hood is up as a man maybe take your hood off um and i was saying to you as a joke like you know the way that women have pre-prepared phone calls or even fake phone calls that they make, yeah, yeah. like a man could do the same thing. Actually call your wife or your friends or whatever. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Like normalize yourself so you don't seem like you're ominous and threatening. Um, but it, to be honest, like the reason I thought we should kind of have this conversation recorded, I, I don't know who suggests, I'll take credit for it. I'll take the credit. Okay, yeah, I think it was just it. It. <laughs> it, 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 it. But, but the, the reason, the reason I, I, the reason I said yes, we should probably do this. Yeah. Is because I think um, a lot of the times, like we, this just goes un, um, unexplored. Yeah. And and there's a disconnect I feel like between men and women when it comes to these issues. Yeah. And like just the conversations we've been having in the office, I think I would probably encourage people to have these conversations with their sisters, mums wives uh friends whoever just to understand from the other perspective and yes like i i i do 
believe, accept and agree that there is fundamentally a problem here with men um, that needs to be addressed. Mm. But it's how we kind of go about doing that on a, on a wide scale level. And I think yeah. the only thing I can think of as, as a tangible kind of takeaway is that individually as men, we need to assess our interactions with women yeah. and how we can, especially right now when there is a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear um, across the board, especially in the UK, especially in London, um, because you know what's happened has happened in our city. Mm. It's important that men kind of assess um, how they can uh, amend or even correct their behavior uh, when it comes to interacting with women. And, and I guess understanding social boundaries. I think, Nibba, you said, I'll give you credit for this one. You, you said <laughs> it was about social boundaries, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no, but even like people are so shocked, well, men particularly, they were shocked at this 97%. Yeah. Because I think they're also surprised that, you know, like even anyone we know, they kind of fall under that banner of that 97% because they don't actually know what sexual harassment is. So yeah. even them like just, uh, you know, harassing me or like continuously messaging me, that's a form of sexual harassment. And I'm sure like a lot of men don't know that that constitutes a sexual harassment. Do you know what I mean? Or like catcalling. A yeah, lot like, of guys will even say, just oh, that's beeping, just catcalling. Personally, to me, that's a form of harassment. Of course, no, I, I, I agree with yeah, you. Of course so like is, yeah. a lot of people were shocked at the statistic because... They're actually one of those percentages. Do you know what I mean? That would that would do that. Yeah, not realize what and that's probably why they're so shocked. And if you kind of like call them out on it, I'm sure like they'll slowly start to realize. I think this conversation as well, even like what I said about you know like walking behind you. I think men really need to realize where they stand and like how to behave in front of females as well. Mm. And obviously, the main point is your boundaries. I think that's like what's the most important. All right. I think we should probably end it there. Yeah. Thank you guys for, for this. I, I To be fair, we probably need to do more of this. I was thinking actually yeah. of potentially getting in an expert to talk about this stuff. You still should. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> that is happening. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to be aggressive. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, so, so the, the plan is, the yeah. plan is to, get, to get someone on who can talk about this and, and maybe both of you sure, or one of you can yeah. also be on the conversation. Yeah. And because... Uh, I think now especially is the time for, for men to start listening. Um, and to start and talking with each other. Like men need to talk to other men about this. Th this is this is the yeah. other thing. I I feel like, and that's the other thing which, yeah. which I uh, I didn't talk about and, and there's a whole other side conversation about that. But, you know, conversations amongst men yeah. about women, for example, and how, how those happen. And, and I think often the issue is that, oh, if everybody's talking in this way, you either fall in line or you're just seen as a bit like, oh, what's wrong with that guy? Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot of social pressure on that. It sounds weird, but there's almost like social pressure to also objectify women and sexualize women. I, there constantly. definitely is. Oh, yeah. Do, you know what I mean? Like you're not a man if you don't objectify a, exactly, a woman. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's a, a crazy world. Um, but no, like, like I said, I, I think for me, the takeaway from this for people listening is, is please... Try and have conversations. Um, I think if you're a woman as well, try and educate the men in your life, yeah. Yeah. in your lives. Um, yeah. And if you're a man, uh, try and reach out to the women, listen to them, and yeah. and and figure out what you can do to at least address um, on a on a primary level your own behavior. And then you know when it comes to raising up kids and whatever else, educating your sons in the right way. And, and I think the emphasis yeah. is on the sons because it's not yeah. it's not the problem of women who are walking around and and. Uh, inciting or enticing any of this kind of harassment or yeah. abuse and like you know like we said right at the beginning the i believe at least the response of 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 muslims at least to say oh yeah but like if you wear a hijab you're okay if you dress modestly you're mm. okay 
that's not the case. It's not. Um, both of you are kind of living example and testament to that fact, right? That mm. it's still a, it's still a huge issue, regardless. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you guys for for sharing your insights. Thank you for inviting us over to your corner of the <laughs> office, <laughs> from the other side yeah. of the room to here to have like a conversation on mics. Um, but yeah, uh, as I said, we'll continue the conversation. If anyone listening has any um, suggested, uh, I guess, guests to appear to talk about this issue, please get or in touch. Or even like resources, right? That we can or even resources yeah. that we can share. I think that would be helpful. And I think, yes. you know, we were, we were discussing today as well in the office that we are planning, I guess, to do more content around this uh, conversation and this issue yeah. because it's it's obviously very much brought it to light um, mm. what, what's happened in the last few weeks. So um, more to come, inshallah. But thank you guys.